One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Today, we've got a crazy entitled parent story all about identical twin entitlement. We'll get to that in a bit, but first, my dad wants to nap in my room. I, 20-year-old female, and my sister, 22-year-old female, share a room and have been sharing one forever. We have a three-bedroom house, one where my brother sleeps and one where my parents sleep. My parents have a Japanese floor mattress because they like sleeping on the floor. Us kids have beds. My sister and I have two twin beds in our room. After work and on the weekends, my father takes a nap usually from around 3 to 3.30 to around 6. He's always trying to sleep on either my bed or my sister's bed. In my personal opinion, people shouldn't share pillows and blankets or sleep in each other's beds. I never let him sleep in my bed, but when I'm not home, he still does. Yesterday, I came home from a long 12-hour shift to my bed all disheveled and he told me he slept in it. I threw everything in the wash. I find it gross and, to be frank, I don't like my father. He's my father and nothing else. Our relationship is very strained, but that's a story for another time. I told him not to sleep in my bed or my room because I don't like it, and as a grown man, he should respect that. He's tried to sleep in my bed and my sister's bed multiple times over the years, and I always tell him no. We have a small house and we need our privacy and our space. This is the only place where I can be partially alone. Today, I went shopping for just an hour. My father this time was sleeping in my room, but on my sister's bed this time. I waited for around 20 minutes before waking him up. I gently shook him awake and told him to go sleep elsewhere. He refused. Now, this is the part where I might become the jerk. I stood by my sister's bed and kept waking him up. He then proceeded to yell at me. I told him that this is my room and he has his own room. Or he can sleep in my brother's room. My brother works all day and doesn't mind that my dad sleeps there. I became stubborn because he wouldn't get up and continued to wake him up. At this point, he grabbed my wrists and held me down. After a while, he let go and said that I'm not going to win this fight and that he'll be just as stubborn and not leave the room. I continued waking him up. He's literally awake and yelling at me and grabbing me. He states that I'm not in your bed today, unlike yesterday, I'm in your sister's bed today. My sister comes to the room and says that she also doesn't like others sleeping in her bed. He then says that she's simply saying that to please me. He says I'm the problem and I should let him sleep. I continue to tell him to leave. He stays laid down in my sister's bed. I shake his knee to keep him from sleeping. He starts by slapping my hand each time I touch his knee. He also starts to lick his hand and rub the spit onto my hand. I'm stubborn and lightly shaking his knee to keep him from sleeping. Once again, he grabs my wrists and pins me down. This continues and he proceeds to push me several times and says to stop shaking his knee. He then grabs my wrists and pushes me to my bed and holds my arms and legs down and tells me to stay in my own bed and leave him alone. I can't breathe and attempt to push him off. When my sister enters the room, he lets me go and goes right back into her bed. Like I said, I'm stubborn and go back to telling him to leave and shake his knee. Again, he grabs my wrists and then my arms. He pushes my arms and pins me down against my bed, his full body weight on top of mine. He tells me to shut up and stay in my bed. I try to push him off and can't. The only thing I can do is scream as he squeezes me. My mom and sister come into the room and stop him. He proceeds to go back into my sister's bed. 
My father says that he bought this house and this bed. I tell him to take the bed and no one said this ain't your house. I'll sleep on the floor, just give me my privacy and my space. He then yells at me and says I shouldn't speak to my father this way. He says that this is what happens when you send your kids to school and let them work in America. He proceeds to say that I'm the type of child that would shoot her own parents, that I would end him. He says my job in college is what made me crazy. He starts to yell at my mom and tell her that this is her fault, I am her fault, that she needs to get me out of there. He tells me that I'm a psycho, he tells me to respect him, he continues to push me and stay in her bed. All I can do is break down on the floor. My sister and mom leave the room, my father stays in that bed, and I'm a mess. After 15 minutes he left the room. I stayed on the floor and have been bawling for hours. I can't breathe and when I tried leaving the house, my mom told me not to, cause he won't let me come back if I leave and he'll take everything from me. I've been a mess in my room for 3 hours now. This guy is pretty darn sick and considering the brother said that they don't mind if their dad sleeps in his bed, him continuing to choose to lay in either OP or their sister's bed is clearly like some kind of sick power play. I think it goes without saying but I think every one of those kids is going to get pretty distanced from those parents when they can get out of there. Our next story is, how do I deal with my mother? Growing up, I was underweight. That was never a problem for my mom. There were times where I was so anxious that at 5'3 and 24 years old, I was a 98 pounds from my anxiety. And she thought I looked good. Now, after being in a healthy relationship and moving out of my parents' house, I'm 120 pounds. Still on the smaller side, definitely not overweight, maybe even lower than average. She takes every opportunity to call me overweight and chunky. When I showed her the makeup I wanted to do for my wedding, I showed her an old picture of me. She said, well, let's be honest, your makeup looks good because you were skinny. Then she defended herself saying, you need to take care of yourself. It doesn't look good that you've put on a few pounds. Look, I understand and can take off the cuff rude remarks every now and then from a mom. I'm tough, but she hits me where it hurts. She still defends herself by saying she always calls me pretty. She does. But that doesn't negate how her words make me feel. I try to tell her how she makes me feel and she gets irritated, insisting that her intention is to help me. She'll say that she does so much for me, otherwise that I shouldn't be so sensitive about the truth. Today, she saw my jeans and said my hips were way too big for them and I should change. I feel terrible about my body now and don't believe my fiancé when he says he loves my body. I feel that deep down he also thinks I was more beautiful when I was thin. I bursted out in sadness and anger and she was stone cold. She said she doesn't have the energy for this and ignored me as she usually does. I feel exhausted and just so insecure. It makes me not want to eat. When she saw the food I got, she said, wow, and walked away like I committed a crime. How can I cope? Am I being too sensitive like she often says? I think OP should honestly dial back how much contact, if any contact at all, that they have with their mother. It's clearly not doing any good for OP and probably wouldn't hurt to seek some kind of professional help. I just can't imagine continuing to open yourself up to that treatment over and over. This next story is Tutoring Tales 2 Extortion. The first post about my life as a tutor in school got more popular than I ever imagined, so I'm going to tell some more tutoring tales. That's how I'm going to call my series from now. So we live in a city in southern Germany. Our school has many rich kids. 
and so some of my tutoring kids are also very, very rich. The kids who are very rich are often the ones who have Karens as parents. So a few of the kids play Clash Royale with me, a game where I'm very good at, even though I always played free-to-play. One of the kids spent and still spends loads of money on the game, as well as on other games. One time during a rainy day in tutoring, we played a round of Clash Royale and he just randomly bought himself gems for 20 euros. So for my birthday, he bought me a Google Play gift card for 20 euros. I never asked for any gifts or anything, it was entirely his idea. I asked him why he gave the gift card to me, and he told me that I should buy the Pass Royale for the next two months. I thanked him, a little confused, and actually bought the Pass Royale like he said. The next time I tutored, three days later, my chef told me that a mother wanted to talk to me and had launched a complaint against me at the school. My chef and I scheduled a meeting with her for later this day. I was quite confused what was happening because I had no idea why they wanted to talk to me. I arrived at the meeting and the mother directly started accusing me of extorting her son. She evaluated, saying that I forced her son to give me a gift card or else I would be mean to her son. She started screaming at me for literally 5 minutes calling me things like a mafioso and an embezzler. After this, my company who is surprisingly calm about the things Karens tell about me, We again talked to the kid himself, and he told us that he never felt threatened and it was his own free will to give the money to me. I still gave the mom the money back, to be sure it wouldn't escalate. So that was tutoring tales too. More are coming soon. So you mean to tell me that this kid went and spent all that money on Clash Royale? I'm assuming a lot more than probably 20 euros. But then they go and buy one 20 euro gift card for OP and give it to them, and the mom starts freaking out? Also, OP later clarified, they're 14. This isn't like some adult getting some gift from a kid. Our next story is over-involved grandma. I, female 22, have a 4-month-old baby boy with my partner, male 22, and we're moving to a new state in a few months. I keep thinking my mom is wanting to be too involved with my son because of how my partner's parents treat him. I recently talked to her about me moving and she said she'd be visiting for a weekend every couple months and that she'd stay on our couch. I told her that's intruding on our privacy and she should only visit once or twice a year. She disagreed and told me I was being ridiculous. She said I'd be a bad mom if I cut her out of my son's life. I decided to talk to my partner about this because I believed what she said and he told me she was wrong. She shouldn't stay on our couch, she shouldn't visit so often, and she shouldn't try to convince me otherwise. This conversation with my partner led to discussing how my mom told me she'd be at every sports practice and game, every play and rehearsal, and every graduation including kindergarten. She mentioned a family vacation, claiming me and my baby are part of the family vacation, I had to interrupt and tell her, if I'm having a family vacation, it'll be with my family, meaning my son and my partner. My partner's parents haven't met their grandson yet and most definitely don't want to intrude on our family functions and events. Anytime they visited us before the baby was born, they got a hotel and just spent the day with us. I don't know how to bring this all up to her and explain that she isn't one of his primary parents and shouldn't be so involved. I've tried many, many times and she would just get offended and claim I'm trying to cut her out of his life. Honestly, I think it's more what works for you and not necessarily the kid. Because I've heard of family dynamics that are pretty much like this where somebody's over that often. If that's not something that works for you or you need more quiet time or downtime away from family or friends, 
that's fine, but I don't think staying for a weekend every couple of months is too much. I have family that comes over almost once a week. Now, I don't know how the relationship between OP and the grandma is. Like, maybe they're just not a very pleasant person to be around most of the time. I can kind of understand it in that situation. This next story is 28-year-old female whose parents are manipulating me to stay at home. I couldn't be feeling any more sad or upset about my current situation, and I feel I need to get some much-needed support and kind advice, because I'm starting to feel at a complete loss for what to do. So this is my story. I'm a 28-year-old woman who feels forced to be at home because of her parents, especially due to my mother's codependency. I recently spoke to my parents about wanting to move out of the house. I saved up some money, I'm now getting into a decent paying job, and I have a pretty good discernment. However, in my parents' eyes, especially with my mother, they feel that my moving out before marriage is equated to being forever condemned and being disrespectful. When I had the conversation with them, it was extremely manipulative and gaslighting. It's like being a single unmarried woman is a death sentence in my family. They constantly compared me to other women around my age or older who still live with their parents and to those who got married first and moved out and reported how much more respect you get when it's done that way. They made it seem like it was okay for me to go, but my dad and mom mentioned bringing shame to the family, being heartbroken, that I'll be judged and looked at with disrespect, that no man will marry or respect a woman who leaves the house before marriage that I'll no longer be serious with my boyfriend, and oh, the cherry on top is that if I move out, I won't be able to come back home if I needed to. So yeah, I cried. I'm hurt, I'm confused, and now I don't know what's right to do anymore. I didn't want to leave home to not have a relationship with my parents, never my intention. They made it seem like I'm leaving them as if I'm abandoning them, which is not true at all. I want to have a relationship with my parents, and I still want to be able to visit and for them to visit me. I still want to be able to speak with them and be cordial, but apparently they abandoned me. And they justified it by saying, it's your choice that you're leaving before you're married. We didn't kick you out of the house or pressure you. If you think you're so grown and mature that you can live out in the real world when all crazy things are happening, therefore you won't be able to come back. So they made me more fearful now to even do so. My mom just recently told me, Even if you stay or go, I'm already living life as if I don't have a daughter anymore. I can find someone else, for example another girl cousin of mine or my brother, to be that person for me. She started crying and saying how she and my dad did everything for me, for my schooling and my life and how I basically hurt her badly by defying what's right and she went ahead and said that my father said to her that he felt he was going to have a heart attack today because of my mention of wanting to move out. My mom told me all these things about how she and my dad have medical conditions, diabetes and hypertension, and that if he dies or if she dies for some reason, they'll be miserable and Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? 
helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. We'll have no daughter to help them. So my words basically are hurting my parents so much, and I feel like I'm the glue to their own resiliency. Deep down, I know I want to move out soon and get away from the toxicity, but it's like I feel stuck and terrified that doing so means I'll forever jeopardize my relationship with my parents indefinitely. And that is not what I ever wanted in the first place. It makes me feel like moving out is a selfish thing to do. My mom says that I hurt her and my father to the point of physical pain, but it's like my own hurt doesn't exist in their eyes. Ever since this happened, I've been ridden with extreme anxiety. I've been chronically crying, I've been having a lot of negative thoughts about myself, I haven't been sleeping well and I can see myself getting myself into a bad depression. Every time I'm around my mom, I get many anxiety attacks and heart palpitations. I feel so much like a little girl and inadequate. I can't believe she was so quick to just disown me like that of her daughter. I truthfully feel like I wouldn't be able to live with myself if I move out and if I ever cause my parents extreme stress and physical pain because I know they've been through a lot. But since I was younger and in elementary school, all I ever been was my mom's shoulder when she went through her issues and when she was crying about my dad's behaviors. And all I've ever been to my dad was supporting him whenever he would tell me threats of wanting to hurt himself and he chose me to say all of those things to me as the youngest in the family not even to my older brothers, only to me. But still, I feel the most incredible amount of guilt and shame, and now I don't know what else to do but to just listen to them and act complacent to defuse any more confrontation because, to me, they made it very clear that I owe them my emotions. I don't want to be ostracized by them for leaving, but I also feel like staying will make me continue to feel depressed. I think this is one of those situations where you realize it's a lose-lose no matter what. You either stay there and continue to be forced into that square box that they want you to stay in, and you'll always be unhappy, or you can just silently slip out of there, move on, get your own life, and if they really want to cut you off, they don't want to be your parents anymore, then focus on you and the things that still make you happy. You know, enjoy your freedom and not be stuck, saddled to these people that want to hold you down. Our next story is, we're identical twins, so you have to financially support my kid. Okay, so this isn't my story, this is my best friend Tommy, all names have been changed. Tommy and I became best friends in middle school. We bonded over the fact that we're both identical, who have horrible, horrible twin siblings. Tommy's brother Jack is a deadbeat who thinks everything should be handed to him. He's also a huge player and has a new girlfriend every few months. This eventually came back to bite him in the butt when he got one of them pregnant. Now Jack has no job and lives with his parents who completely support him. But when they found out he got his girlfriend pregnant, they made it clear that he had to get a job if he wanted to stay there. His girlfriend Abby also has no job and has the same attitude as Jack. Neither wants to work and they both believe everyone else should be supporting them. Tommy has a good job and makes good money, which absolutely pisses off Jack. When they found out Abby was pregnant, they asked Tommy for a substantial amount of money. 
Tommy refused, which caused Jack to get mad. This caused them to come up with an insane plan to get money out of Tommy. One day, they confronted Tommy and told him that if he didn't give them the money, they just would say he's the father and go after him for child support. They read a story online where a woman actually did end up getting child support from two identical twins because they couldn't figure out the father. From what Tommy told me, they had pretty smug looks on their faces when they told them. Here's a sum up of how the conversation went. Now, I'm summing this up from what Tommy told me, so it definitely isn't word for word, but it went pretty much like this. They were at a party for one of Tommy and Jack's relatives when Jack and Abby come up to Tommy. Jack said, So have you changed your mind about giving us the money? Tommy said no. Jack says, We figured you'd say that, so we have another plan. Tommy says, What plan? Jack says, Well, since you won't give us the money, we thought of another idea. Tommy says, What are you talking about? Jack replies, Abby read online about how a woman was able to get child support from two identical twin brothers because DNA-wise, they couldn't tell who the father was. So we're going to tell people you're the father. And since your DNA is the same as mine, any test will come out positive. Tommy was a little shocked when they first said that, not because he was worried, but because he realized his brother was an even bigger and dumber idiot than he thought. Tommy said, I know you smoke a lot of weed and who knows what else, but you seriously can't be this dumb. Jack said, I'm not dumb. I'm a genius. It worked before. Look it up. Tommy said, yeah, you're forgetting a very important factor in all this. Jack said, what is that? Tommy said, the whole having cancer as a teenager thing, the countless rounds of chemo, the multiple surgeries. Jack said, nice try, but people can still have kids after cancer, look it up. This caused Tommy to start laughing. Jack said, why are you laughing? Because you're an idiot. I had testicular cancer, both were removed. I've literally been sterile for over 13 years. Jack said, well, they don't know that. Tommy says, my medical history does. All I have to do is show them and the case will easily be thrown out. This made Jack and Abby mad and they started belittling Tommy, calling him every name in the book. For those worried about the baby, they eventually ended up putting the baby up for adoption. Jack honestly sounds like one of those dumb bullies in grade school that never really grew up. Almost like bad movie stereotypically dumb villain. Like the dumb sidekick of the main villain. Our next story is, you scared my kid. General information, I'm a tutor at my school for the 5th and 6th graders, helping them with their homework and playing with them in the afternoon, if their parents are still working. Yes, I have many entitled parent stories, just found the sub a few hours ago, more posts are coming soon. The week before Easter break, in Germany, the students of the 13th grade go crazy in school, listening to loud party music, dressing up differently on different days of the week like dressing like the other sex or like a senior. They also go absolutely wild and everyone says they've definitely drunk way too much before these days. They do this because after the Easter break, they need to concentrate on their exams and want to have a bit of fun beforehand. Okay, I know, these two things are totally different from each other, but I'm making them connect right now. As a tutor, I also have quite good relations with most of the kids, as I'm quite lax as a tutor and play soccer with them. So while the 13th graders are doing their thing, one of the kids asked me how much they all paid me for drugs. We got into a jokey talk for about 5 minutes before they wanted to speak to me and raid my house as the FBI. After they started telling me that, I told them a story about Pablo Villarreal, the drug boss who actually talked to the FBI free willingly and told them about his life. I left out the gory details of his life, don't worry. One of the boys, 
He also asked me if I wanted to play GTA with him, so he's not sensitive to violence. Wanted to know more about the guy, and at home, started listening to a podcast about him. He then told me that his mother was terrified of the violence the podcaster spoke about, and interrogated him until he told her why he was listening to the podcast. The next morning, at 1, recess, the boy storms to me and tells me that his mother was furious at me because I told him about Pablo Villarreal. He told me he was sorry for telling her, but she was so mad at him and told him it would have severe consequences if he didn't tell her. So later in the day, I work as a tutor again. This lady walks into the tutoring room before the tutoring starts. She starts yelling at me, Excuse me, could you tell me where X is? I answer confused, I am X, what can you help me with? She starts going on this rage for 10 minutes, starting by saying that her son was not allowed to listen to podcasts, then even said I forced him to watch the podcast, that I wanted her son to take drugs. I even told them to never take drugs. Later, her accusations got even worse, telling me I was a drug kingpin, that I was high right now, that I forced her child to watch horror movies. No, I don't know why. Soon enough, a teacher comes around and asks the lady what the matter was. This teacher was my maths teacher, who is one of my favorite teachers. After the lady stopped her long list of accusations, my teacher calmly replied, Ma'am, please go. We'll sort this out. After some further pressure to go by two or three teachers, she finally left. The son was questioned and agreed with nothing his mother said, telling the teacher he was sorry for how ridiculous this was. So, nothing happened. No, nothing at all. I was still a tutor, the boy was still the same, and the mom, I don't know. Although you may really enjoy hanging out and teaching this kid some stuff, that might be the kind of client you say, I'm sorry, but I'm gonna have to, for professional reasons, not continue to tutor you, cause I'm not gonna lie, your mother's kinda crazy. I'm glad the teacher could see through the very obvious charade that OP's not a drug kingpin trying to pressure other kids into getting into it, and God forbid forcing them to watch horror movies. What a shame it all got shut down, we didn't even get to watch NOPE yet. Our next story is, my Asian parents are very traditional and they can't accept my view. I'm starting to feel very depressed and negative towards them. I'm 20 year old female and my parents are very traditional. They don't believe in night outs and think those types of people are set to be on a downfall. Until now, I always listened to them, not going out late and stuff cause I was young so I understood their worries. Now that I'm a young adult, I want to enjoy my life. Go out at night for a drink with friends, go on a short vacation with my boyfriend, or even a staycay since I can't even have sleepovers. Every time I stay out, they tell me that's not how they raised me and my mother's blood test results are bad because of me. The last time I went out, my dad told me to quit my job. Now I feel so suffocated and I'm resenting them. The worst thing is I hate myself for feeling that way to my parents. I've tried asking for family counseling and my mom got extremely offended. And I feel like, if anything, I can't approach them because I'm scared of their criticism. My mom likes to stonewall me when I don't do what she wants me to, and my dad is passive. So how do I approach this? Update, I wrote a letter to her to tell her how I feel. I already tried talking in person, and we would escalate to an argument or either one would shut down, and she's been sending me text messages about how she feels. I haven't been spending time with the family because I have finals soon, so I've been out to study most days, and she finds that I'm selfish for it, which is true. 
but she knew I was studying, so I didn't think she would mind. I simply asked her to understand me as a young adult, and she responded to sum up, Do whatever you want. You don't listen to me. I'll pay for your college bills and all the money you've given me. I don't dare to do anything more because you'll blame me and will argue. She felt I was threatening her by writing that letter. I'm extremely sad to have my mom think of me that way, and I no longer know what to do or what to say to them. Sadly, I think we hear a lot of stories of parents from these cultures where, for a long time, you kind of have this expectation placed on you to kind of devote your life to your parents and like give so much of your life, your money, your career, your life decisions all up to your parents. I think OP's done what they can. They tried to reach out in multiple ways about how they're feeling. They deserve their independence. They don't have to be saddled down by these people. In my opinion, I would say focus on getting your own place and separating and then you can kind of circle back around to seeing if you can still have a relationship with your parents. Our next story is, cutting ties with her means cutting ties to everyone related to her. The role of parent, to care, to look after, to teach, to love. She gave me less than the bare minimum. I was cheap labor, her provider. She put me in this position to serve her. As a teen, I was expected to cook and clean, look after children who weren't mine. I did the groceries because she couldn't be trusted to not go over budget. All the while, she barely could make enough money to provide for us while living in her own parents' home. Birthday money got funneled through to being for the family. She barely noticed that I stopped feeding myself to give her and them more. All of this to say that her fragile little ego has finally had enough. She's sick of me complaining to my friends, people who I'd rather talk to. She can't be around me knowing that other people are making me happy, that other people care for me. She's cutting ties with me because I said that she's unreliable, and as a punishment for my actions, she's taking my sisters away. I'm conflicted in how I feel, knowing that this is her fault, but also knowing that this could taint the way they look at me. She's already painted me as the enemy for years. You don't want to end up like her. Your opinion doesn't matter. I wish I could tell them that I'll support them no matter what, but she's cutting the ties and I'm afraid they'll forget I love them. It's probably worth mentioning that my sisters are still very much under her influence, which has led to years of bullying from them and my mother. I've moved out of my home for the past three years and she's been a lot more of a mother to them, with me and my partner helping financially and emotionally if there were ever tough times. I don't know what you can do if she is making sure that all forms of contact with your siblings are cut off. I would just continue trying your best to get a message through to them that no matter what, if they're going through some tough times and they need some support, they can always turn to you. You might not be able to have much of a relationship with them, but I would continue trying to pound that message through that you're there if they need it. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now if you want to hear another crazy entitled parent story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping 
and 365-day returns.